Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stuck on Earth with Kiki Valentine. I am Kiki Valentine, your hostess, and I am Stuck on Earth. Today, just a few weeks away from Halloween, I am Stuck on Earth and introducing you to Dolly Deebs, who is a white witch. She has many gifts. She's a psychic clairvoyant, I guess we can say, and she's going to talk to us about her life her abilities, and this incredible new book, which I think the screen is reversed, but luckily we're mostly going to be on uh, audio and podcast and radio, but it is called From Which I Came. It is a self-published book that chronicles the journey um, that Dolly embarked on just being born on earth and uh, through the supernatural and, and her relationship with her mother and the gifts that were also bestowed on your siblings. Is that correct? Hello, Dolly. Welcome to the Hi. show. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. Hi, everyone. Uh, Judy Otato, who is the author, uh, wrote and she got me. It's very hard to get a writer who can delve into you and your body and your mind and soul deeply and get you. How many people get people? And I think that's why a lot of people go to psychics or mediums or whatever they seek and clairvoyance is to see the future, see if anybody sees them, where they're going, what they're doing. And I believe I'm gifted very well from generations, some of, a couple of generations on my father's side and a couple on my mother's side. So we have both sides of um, the family that had it. And how long are, it so how long have you been a spiritual advisor sharing your gifts for and doing readings and things? Well, I, I don't think that you have a timeline when you're born into it. Like just going in the kitchen as even a young kid, they're making sauce, they're making spells on the table. They're making a sandwich. Somebody's looking for uh, an egg to do a spell, not an egg sandwich, you know, so... It's how, how do you say time when you grow into it? It wasn't something that you go, oh, I think I'm going to start this. It's uh, you learn how to make sauce, you learn how to read cards, you learn how to talk to the dead, you learn how to 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 yell at the, the living and put them in the freezer or something and put them in their place. So I don't think that I could ever say there's a timeline because as long as I can remember my sister and I just sneaking around the corner in the room to watch my mother and them on that wooden table doing their acts together with them. When they were on a mission, boy, they were on a mission. Then all the guns come out. Then the ESP board, the Ouija board, the cards, the rocks. They didn't only have just uh, one deck of cards. They would have a couple of decks because my the father's side, the sisters, they read regular cards. My mother did the witch's cards. And then there was a cousin of my mother's that did the tarot cards. So you're talking even three kinds of decks were always at the table and stuff. There wasn't nothing like, oh, we only did that or we did regular cards too so it's it's really something that i not only can i not go back in time we can, i cannot say there was just one specific thing and how to learn okay so let's just back up a little bit i'm going to read a couple throughout this uh call and, and thank you so much for coming dolly deeds i'm going to read some parts of the book and then uh probably just ask some questions so in here, it says, for over 60 years, I have invaded the minds of the curious, needy, desperate, love-starved, and fun-loving. I have been the bearer of the tragic, indifferent, horrendous, meaningless, uncanny, delightful, and the absurd, for goodness sake. My fingers have led me to the core of human emotion. I have taken apart and put together the most innocent of situations and human conditions. 
I am a witch doctor of white magic, a funhouse mirror to the soul, champion of the human spirit, and a psychic detective of the most intricate crimes of the heart. I am spirit. I eat, live, and breathe my eccentric lifestyle. So that's a great introduction um, to you and I, what I believe uh, are your gifts and talents and skills that you're so generous to share. So when you say the cards and when you talk about um, some of the experiences you had as a kid, how do you identify yourself now? Like when you, like, are you spiritual advisor? Like, what does that mean? When people hear psychic, there are a lot of scam artists out there and, you know, there have been segments on everything from Oprah to Dr. Phil, to the Today Show, to, um, you know, the local New York news stations in the morning or Good Morning America even that have tried to debunk and prove that all psychics are frauds and, and robbing you, you know, and, and trying to get something from you. But I, I, you're not. So what do you, how do you introduce yourself? What do you most identify with? Because when people hear witch, you know, it definitely brings to mind, you know, Snow White and the apple. <laughs> yes. I think that I, let's get back to many years ago. We just did it naturally to help people. So I didn't do it for a living. Now I do it for a living as a, this is my retirement. This is how I make money now. And it's funny that I grew up with the cards and I didn't like them growing up. And I wind up now they can pay my rent for heaven's sakes. Thank God. But I think when people, I have an innate ability to know when people need something, or maybe I could be the guide. God gave me the gift to have the vision and just naturally, I know I could help somebody. And I don't think I would have to go out there and say, listen, I'm a witch, why don't you come here? I want to help you. No, I think it's a lot of word, word of mouth. And somebody would see somebody very distraught and in a very bad way and say, you know what? I really think you need to talk to Dolly. And I've had people come to me, not that I was gonna charge them or something and they really needed help. How do you do that to somebody that desperately needs something and you have such a gift, you just wanna share. And there are needy people out there that don't have money to go to a psychic and really do need that guidance. And I think I have that gift to get them to the next uh, vision in their life and the path or what they're seeking or what they need. Or maybe there's a doctor I can connect them to. I don't know. Maybe there's a, a, a lawyer I can connect somebody to or somebody desperately needs help in many different avenues. Or maybe there's a, a prayer group I need to send them to you know, and get them on. So there's a lot of different avenues that I live that I don't know how to just specifically say one thing, except for that, if you need help, I am very gifted to know I can help. So how does it happen for you when you're reading the cards? What I try to explain to people and for me is like the tarot cards is kind of like just another perspective. Like when you go to a therapist and you might say, the thing to your therapist that you said to your mom and you said to your best friend, and it's just another perspective. So I think though for you, you have different abilities. And so how does this information come to you? How can you describe it to, to folks who might not understand the different types of psychic ability too? Some people can smell things, some people can see right. things. Right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how that impacts. I think it just, it jumps at you. If I'm looking at somebody or I'm talking with somebody, I could be texting with somebody and get a feeling from them. I could be on a phone and hear their voice and hear things just like it comes from your gut. Like you feel something in your gut about that person 
or who's speaking or who's texting or who is FaceTiming. It's, I have the cause that I use as my tool. I always say my 52 people are my friends. It's almost like that people go to a psychic for second opinion about themselves and they want to see if they see the right thing. It's like, I have my 52 people. Let me look at you. And I want to see if I feel what I see. And sometimes I can be looking at cards and what they're saying isn't what's jumping at me. So I kind of tweak it. And when I read my type of card, as you see, it's a regular card and it's a witch, it explains as a witch's cards. Then the Ace of Diamond is regular cards. So it's two cards in one. My father's family did regular and the witch's cards was my mother. So I could look at these cards and get two different kinds of meanings out of them. And you just try to get what you got, feel good. And, and I just trust what I see and I feel. It comes to you, sometimes it could just speak to you. You know, in your head, like it's just saying, Dolly, you know, they really want to do something. And it's like my head is talking before I'm talking to them. And I don't know how else to explain it, except for that it's my gut, my mind and my heart. Do you think that this is uh, like a higher self element or the oh, departed uh, people who are still around well, energetically like this is I, very high concept for people who are skeptics to understand so i want to kind of break it well, down yeah. you ways you're, you're that they can break it down. we will take a few callers uh hopefully a, a little bit later in the show and uh and we'll be able to see i experienced with you validation um just really quickly i had found out about your information and i called you and i scheduled something on june 30th was my reading, which was over FaceTime. And, um, you know, you had said to me a number of times that uh, you kept seeing me having some procedure, having some procedure. And I was supposed to have a core biopsy of my breast and that I kept on postponing. <laughs> and because of COVID was so afraid to go into a hospital. And uh, I thought it was that. And then that was it from four o'clock to 4.30 was our call. And at 4.30, I got terrible heartburn and less than uh, 15 hours later, my appendix had been removed. And you said in that reading, I see them taking something out, out of you, but you're gonna be fine. And I, at that time thought it was my, uh, an issue with my breast because there was breast cancer in my family. And so many people have all kinds of different uh, things that are able to be nipped in the bud very quickly. But actually what you were seeing was my appendix, which I didn't even know was an issue until, you know, after we hung up the phone and I started to become right. mad. And I, and I remember saying, get to a doctor, you're going to have a procedure, but you'll be fine. I do remember saying that. I think uh, I'm very religious. So, you know, I have a lot of faith in God and I thank God day and night for my gift and I pray that I do the right thing with my gift. And I pray that I have the vision and the power to heal or help and use the gift in the right way. So my higher being is God to me. And that's where I get it from. But as you're talking about people and I could hear people on the other side sometimes talk. I don't want to be a medium. I don't want to say it like that. But if I'm talking to somebody and somebody's on the other side, I almost could feel what they're saying or that they want me to tell them. And again, it's a, just like a vision. I remember St. Teresa, I was praying for her, to her once, and I believe she gave me the visions that I needed to get out of a very bad situation. I was so grateful to God every day. I would pray, please just give me a sign. And then I saw visions. It was like they were just coming out of anywhere. And I feel like that with people, if I'm talking to somebody and somebody died, 
And not all the time, because I don't want to be that. You know, if it happens, it happens. But mainly I want to stay focused on where they're going, what they're doing, how to help them go forward on life. As you say, we're stuck on earth. Might as well make the best of it. What the heck? Um, so what are, you say you're very religious. What are some of your practices and, and what is your faith? Uh, how does that translate? You said that you wake well, up three in the morning. Yeah, Fred, I, I tell me a little about, about that. Right, I wake up. I finally, it takes a lot of years to find yourself. And one way was always trying to scam. Oh my God, I got to remember to pray for that person. They have cancer. Oh my God, that woman needs to keep that baby. Oh, So as I read people, I really feel bad. I go, oh my God, I got to put them on the prayer list. Then I have to put that one on the prayer list. Saint Anne, Saint Anne, give them a man. Oh my God, that girl needs a man. I get up at three o'clock in the morning. I finally came into myself the right way. It takes me almost two hours to say prayers because some people really need individual prayers. I say a rosary for somebody that's in desperate need. And I do the other prayers individually to other people's needs and who's in cancer, who's having surgery. And I can go on and on, but a lot of times I do it personally. Everybody gets their own our father or a rosary or something. That's why it takes so long. And I love it that I have now organized myself to do my prayer, even though I do my grateful prayer day and night and in between. And my son, naturally, I pray all day long for him because he's, you know, wants, needs things. I uh, guess with our children, we're always just always a little bit special, more with the children. But I feel wonderful when I wake up because now I'm old. Who cares? I get up at three in the morning, then I go back to sleep. I don't read till the afternoon. Am I lucky? I thank God every day I could do what I do. I could get up, stay up a couple hours, go back to sleep, and then get up and do the day. So in your household and growing up, uh, you're talking about like intergenerational passing along of these abilities or this witchness uh, you do uh -huh. identify as a witch and so i think it might be confusing to some and maybe you can clarify yes. how you can be a well, catholic and devout religious person but then also identify as a witch so how does how does well, the uh, I wanna work? yeah i want to explain that because as you see the picture on the front of the book there's a devil and an angel on the shoulder I used to say growing up, how do I'm seeing my mother go to church every morning? I see the ant going to Novena. Is my mother going to Novena? And at nighttime, they read the card. So again, I'm growing up thinking like, that's a normal thing. They're going to church. They're, they're going to church in the day and then they're praying all the time and they got their rosaries and then they got their cards. Until you grow up and you go, oh my God, you're going to hell. I go to Catholic school and they say, you're going to hell if you're doing this. So I used to say, well, I guess I'm going to hell, but I want to do my cards because if I can help somebody, I'm going to do that. So I torment myself for years thinking that's the only way I know how to help somebody. I got to get my gift. And then the gift is against my religion. So I put it in God's hands. One thing I had an aunt of mine and she said, she was a nun many years ago and she taught me something. You know what she said to me? Dolly, you only have to be accountable to God for yourself and nobody else. So what you do in your heart, if you feel that you're doing a good thing, don't ever think you're doing something wrong. If your vision is there to help somebody, then follow your gut because God is with you. That's what she said to me. So people have been going to spiritual advisors, if you will, forever. I mean, this is something that's even probably in the Bible. There were people who were seers. Um, can you talk a little bit about maybe the history of why people come to people who have gifts and uh, any of the stigmas around that? I never understood that because you're absolutely right. And that's what she brought to my attention is, do you think that the saints, some of them had visions 
and they saw, uh, you know, God, and they saw what what was wrong and what was evil and what was darkness and what wasn't. So how do you say that the, the religion is against? And then you could find things in the Bible, like you're saying that they did have seers and sorcerers and people that helped people. And then you had to have faith of the Lady of Fathom coming down in, in Portugal that time and doing miracles that nobody believed. Nobody believed it until things happened. So how do you have these children that are seeing a cloud and, and then the miracles happen. So it's visions again that are shown to be proven that it's your faith. But I don't wanna be here to talk anybody into my faith. I think I only wanna worry about what I'm doing for me, but just to explain the unnatural is unnatural. So I don't think that there's any common denominator anywhere except for what you believe in in your heart like people manifest the universe and they throw it out there and they get it back. What you throw out is what you get back. And the Bible to say, you reap what you sow. Again, you get vision by somebody telling you how to do it. Interesting. So what about, um, well, let's talk a little bit about the book. Uh, what inspired you to share your story with Judy Ortado, and the, again, the name of the book is From Which I Came, W-I-T-C-H, and uh, it is self-published, and there, there will be a link. It's available on Amazon. I got my copy on Amazon. Yes, yes. It came right to my door. Um, if there's a way that people can get it where the money just goes directly to you and maybe not to Jeff Bezos, uh, please let us know. But what, <laughs> the, what inspired you? How long did it take well, you before you really wanted to share these stories with people? And why do you think it's important for people to read? Well, I think, first of all, that was written 30 years ago. I asked Judy, I went to her and I said, Judy, I have so many people coming to me for help. I don't know how to help them. And they think like I have it all together. They have no idea what I'm trying to tell them and help them with is because I have experience. And my experience has shown me how to give my gift to them. But nobody is getting me. Nobody is getting, they just think that I'm reading cards and what do I know? And I had so many naysayers, I guess. And I said, Judy, I think I should, uh, I, please. I know you write children's stories. Just once, could you write about me? I really need this to get out there because they got to know what I see. They don't see what I see. I want them to see this. And uh, Judy said, I don't know, I don't know. And then it's amazing. That book sat on the shelf for 30 years. We used to try to get it out there and it never went anywhere. It was just very odd. And a couple of months ago, Judy says, you know, maybe there's a place in Jersey. I see that we could, they could just edit it for us and maybe they could get it on Amazon and it's reasonable. Maybe we could do this. And lo and behold, this editing place did it within less than a month and a half and gave it to Amazon. And here we are. That was 30 years sitting on a shelf because I had a vision before I went to Judy. And I would see these visions of me being up on a screen. Now, you're talking 30 something years ago. Nobody ever knew of real life TV and stuff. Nobody wrote. And I'm saying, why am I seeing myself and my life up on a screen? That's bizarre. And then the next thing I thought when I had met Judy through Rainbow's Help, through an organization of helping people, again, children that were terminally ill and chronically ill, we both joined this organization many years ago. And I met her and she was a writer and stuff. And I go, boy, maybe I should, maybe it's a book that people need to see my life. I don't know. I don't know what, I couldn't understand my vision. I had no clue. I, here I am as a regular laborer, worker, not doing, I never did cards for money years ago. I just did it to help people, okay? So you have to picture that. 
so my gift was a gift. It, it wasn't something that I said, oh, well, I'm going to be a psychic. I'm going to make money. And no, that was the last thing on my mind. I ever thought that I would have a business of. And I said to her, maybe my book would be the, the way that I could see that people would see my life. And then I went to meet a couple of people later on, 20 years later, uh, producers and directors. I tried to have a reality show. It never worked. So I said, all right, this is really nuts. I guess I don't know why I'm seeing my picture, my face up there. And now at this point, somebody wrote in a comment after reading the book and said, I can't wait to see the movie. There you go. That could be it. So you never know where your dreams lead or your visions, and they could always come out. So take us back uh, to the beginning of the book. You grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, mm -hmm. In Sunset Park, very bad neighborhood. In, well, it, and Sunset Park is just down the road from me here. Um, and so you grew up with a mother who was a witch and a sister who you say has even more of a gift of sight and uh, psychic ability than you. Um, what was it like growing up? Well, I think sis, uh, even when she was young, they were trying to get her and keep her and take her into New York because she would be in the next room and see um, what they're holding up or what they're doing. Sis was really, she's two years younger than I, and even young, um, we would, in our room, the, uh, she's eight, I'm 10, I gotta go to work, I'm feeding us, I got a job, like I just take home food instead of money. That's how we, we were on welfare, we didn't have much. And there was like five of us in a bed in that one room. And she'd be talking to the people on the other side, like, I stop that, you get vision, you hear things, like you just hear people talking. And I used to block it out. She'd be sitting there laying there going, oh, but why are you telling me? I said, shut up, go to sleep and stop talking to these people. She goes, you're mean, they're dead. They tell me they're dead and they have nobody to talk to. And you're telling me to tell them to shut up. Why are you being so mean? I gotta go to work and I gotta go to school. So leave me alone. This is a 10 year old. That's how we talk. We just grew up like everything was normal that you have dysfunction. You have spirits talking to you from the other side. You have the dead talk. And sis could pick up a pair of keys and find out where a person was. If somebody came to her and touched her hand in the day, she'd go, oh my God, Dolly, their, their relatives are coming to me at night in the bed. Well, I'd stay away. And I, and I used to tell people, please don't touch her and stay away from her and don't even talk. But she was an intellectual uh, type of person, my sister, much more than I would ever be. I would never go into a book. Sis was always in the books. And she became a great professional uh, in her field. And she would never tell people that she had the gift. She would be a great administrator in the schools. And I would say, why don't you tell people you got she said, I use it to my advantage. What we know and what we see and feel, I keep it to myself. Unlike you, you big mouth, you got it all over the place. And that's part of it. And how has it um, informed some of your own decisions in life, like having this gift and helping people? Are you able to turn it off? I don't think so. I, I don't think you could turn something like this off. Uh, it's been part of my life always. And I don't, I think that you young, like youth is wasted on the young, like my mother and aunts before me that sat at the table and said, don't go with that guy. Don't get that job. Don't go over there. What do you do? You do the opposite of what you're told. You're going to make a difference. You're going to make it happen. You're going to make it right. So I made terrible mistakes my whole life. That's why now, these are the things that pay my rent. Made wrong choices. My sister made right ones. See, she used it to our advantage because she became that great professional, have pensions and 401s and everything. 
she did the right way. I did the, the crazy way and just fly by night. Like that witch on a broom, I'm flying all over the place and didn't get grounded. What about uh, being a witch? What does being a witch mean? When people hear that, they think, and I have, uh, maybe, I don't know if Sue Ellen is going to call in, but she and I had a conversation. She's also someone else's in my phone. She and I had a conversation where she's like, no, I don't want to be referred to as a witch. My mother was a witch. And I think that people do have this mental image of- the stigma. Uh, you know, someone who's there with the, you know, a knife and yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's not salt it. in that's a circle. I mean, is being a witch um, based on what the individual person is? Because if you if you grow up seeing ghosts and if you grow up uh, having certain experiences, maybe you do identify with being a witch. Maybe if you well, have dreams of precognitive pre pre dreams about things, maybe that's yes maybe that person identifies as a witch because of that. So how do well, you identify the, it? Pro the problem is, is that we've had all of that, you know, the spirits, the dreams, the visions, the, uh, you know, there's times that sis had the dream and say, please be careful or should have the vision. Don't go in the car and something went wrong. Or I saw a vision maybe out of the teacup that my aunt taught me how to do tea leaves. So here you are, what is a witch? Years ago, I would believe they called a witch because she did everything, but wasn't, at one time, we, we were lucky enough to see The Wizard of Oz to show you there are good witches and there are bad witches. There aren't, everybody isn't the witch with the cauldron and, and boiling up somebody. There is somebody who wants to help you and help you guide you and lead you to the right place. So look at that. How did that come? Somebody had a vision to have that kind of a movie. It, it all comes from visions. And I think, I don't know what I would want to be called because it doesn't bother me. I just know in my heart of hearts, I just wanna help people with the vision that I have, the spiritual heart I have and the gift to help is the most important thing. It doesn't matter what you wanna call me as long as I could help. So when we see so many public psychics who have their house of cards fall, you know, whether it's Miss Cleo who we would, if you grew up I don't know if it was a national thing, but here on the East Coast, you know, there would be on like Channel 11, Channel 9, like call Miss Cleo. It actually she was <laughs> Florida based, but she ended up being a total scam artist. And of course, you know, then you have the the storefronts in Greenwich Village and throughout Manhattan with, you know, this there's like the one room with the chairs, yes. opulence, yes. and then there's like a- That was on my block back. when I grew up. I had the gypsies. So those are more like gypsy witches. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of those people have been proven to be false. Um, right. So what about like the, probably one of the most common, well, there's Sylvia Brown and the Long Island Medium. I can't remember her name. So do you have any, it, the Long Island Medium, was she also proven to be- I don't know. I, I really, I don't follow anybody because we always had it in our own family. So we never went outside the door. I mean, my mother had many people come into our door, the gypsies, they, this, you know, there was Spanish people that did certain things and they shared spells and things back and forth or they would, you know, commerce with, communicate with one another and how to do things or my spell is better than yours. And they did it personally. This wasn't a thing out there. Like you're saying the, the media, the TV world, and people calling and doing. This was just like a neighborhood thing. You know, the gypsies up the block, the people around the corner, the Spanish girl who's reading. And uh, I think that I grew up differently knowing it as a personal thing in a home and helping people and your neighbor. And you grew up watching the TV and the media 
of what it is. So again, I'm coming up from a different world than what you're seeing. And I'm not here to judge anybody. Like I only want to be accountable. I've only seen and heard you be yeah. very positive. You don't uh, do any kind of dark arts or black magic. No, if if no. that is something that we can talk about, but there is a caller here. So I believe it's Maria. Are you ready to maybe throw down some cards for her and see? Yes. Okay. Sure. Let me see what's happening here. Mm. Hello. Hi, Maria. Yes. Hi, how oh. are you? You are live on Stuck on Earth with Kiki Valentine and Dolly Deebs, the White Witch. So uh, I will let you and Dolly get to know one another. Great. Thanks. Hi. Hi, Maria. How can I help you? Hi, Dolly. How are you? Um, <clears throat> I um, Well, I've heard great things about you from Kiki, and I was um, just wondering. Um, I have a couple of things going on in my life, and I was really just wondering about, um, you know, uh, if I there's a possibility of me finding love again. Um, and well, if you want to take one hmm? question at a time and let's see what they say, uh, we'll ask the 52 sure. people. So first of all, you want to know, are you going to have love again? That's number mm -hmm. one, correct? Why yeah. don't we just ask, yes. are you going to have love again and find mm -hmm. it? Okay. And, you know, it says, yes, you just having to peek, uh, <laughs> you just having to pick. <laughs> A couple of doos. forget about it. They, you've been betrayed before, so you really don't even trust as much. And I think mm. that we should just have faith. And because I do see it here, your heart oh, great. Uh, will be happy. And I think you're just going to take yourself in different circles. And I think that you kind of know the type of guy that you really want now. And mm. I think uh, more knowledgeable and sturdy and more a person who's really um, a foundation is strong. That's what I believe. Yeah. And having good uh, family values means a lot. Yes. Yeah, it does. Wow. Now, uh, what's the next question? It says, yes, you will. Um, awesome. Thank you. Um, the next question has to do with um, my father that I, my biological father that I just found. And, um, you know, will, will, how his health will be and if I'll be able to bond with my new family. All right. So that's probably why I picked up the family values. Like you really just want to be part of yeah family hold on so your dad will you bond biological it says yes but you feel like there's a wall for some reason or you're shocked i, I think is everybody in shock that uh, you came together yeah or is it he has other children <laughs> no. like everybody's in no 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 other, no children yeah no oh, children no yeah children. um yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what i think is is that maybe mm -hmm you're having a hard time with your adopted. I mean, well, you know, the biological father, your mother had you with him before she married? Yeah, so the, the man that raised me wasn't actually my father. Right, um, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, so the, yeah that exactly. Was your mother, but that was your mother, right? Mm, yes, that was my mother, yes. Okay, so what happens is, that's what I'm picking up, is that um. I think that you're feeling it's very tough to go forward, but you are going to, even though it looks like he's a hard nut or he's a hard soul or he's obstinate. Oh, you got to get oh through God, to him. I'm going to give you a clarity spell <laughs> to let him get some clarity. Like, forget about it. I, I'm your child, for heaven's sakes. And he has money yeah. and stuff. And it looks like he's a businessman. He's all about his money and business. Da, 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 do, do, do. Forget about it. But you know what? Have faith. Mm -hmm. I would pray on okay. that and you can get it. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Okay. 
Okay. Thank you. Wait, 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 before you hang up, Maria, Dolly, when you just randomly have a person call in like this and you, you can't see them, you've never, you don't know anything about her. No, um, no. I don't know. I don't do this normally like this. Stop that. I know. <laughs> We're kind of winging it on the show today, but you know, are you able to like see maybe what Maria looks like? Like what are you actually experiencing? Well, what happened is I'm not looking at Maria because what I'm doing is looking at my 52 people, the cards. And it kind of like helps me get a story. Like I get a feeling talking to her. Okay. And then I look at my cards and it actually has pictures of the King of Hearts, which shows me that the man, he's really not a bad guy. He's just all about money and business, the, bi the biological father. And I get mm -hmm. the safe and money and things showing me that it, he is all about money and should really care that he has a child and he doesn't get it. Mm. it there's something wrong with him, but sometimes people just need the wall broken down and they need to get their heart open. And maybe he's mm. never had a heart because he never had anybody really love him that much like you would want to. Wow. That, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. But mm. always have faith. Look, my book sat for 30 years on a shelf. I ever thought it would come. It can happen. <laughs> Manifest awesome. it, but be a lot faster with it. Keep on con uh, concentrating on it. You'll get it, Maria. Thank you so much, Dolly. It really Thanks. means a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Maria. Yeah. Glad we're stuck on earth with you. Oh, me too. Thank <laughs> you, Kiki. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, that was Maria calling in, stuck on earth. I'm here with Dolly Deebs. Dolly, how can people get in touch with you? Go to dollydeebs.com. Is that the yes, website? Yes, I have a website. Yes, I do have a website. D-O-L-L-Y-D-E-E-B -E -E as in boy S, Dolly Deebs. So, um, we have another caller waiting. Are you feeling warmed up? <laughs> Is it like a thing that you get <laughs> warmed up? up? I, know, I never heard of anything being warmed up. I'm always prepared. Listen to me. You know, you don't leave home without them. I've read cards in an airplane. I've read cards in the car. I pull over my car because somebody's desperate and I always have them in the glove compartment. So I'm, I'm have cards will travel. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, let our next caller in. I believe it's Sue Ellen calling from California. Let's see. Uh, hi, Sue Ellen. Hey is, is that you? That's me. Hi. Can you hi, hear me? Sue okay. Ellen. We can hear you loud and clear. Welcome to Stuck on Earth uh, with Kiki Valentine. We're here with Dolly Deebs. And uh, do you have a, any questions for Dolly? And I just asked that after you speak with her, if you could mute just so she can answer and that there's no background noise. So uh, go right at Dolly. This is Sue Ellen. Hi. 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 So you want me to ask a question and then mute myself. Is that right? Well, I'll let Dolly, you tell me, Dolly, what do you think? No, I don't know. Just ask a question and I'll answer. I don't know okay. how to do the technology. <laughs> I don't either. Um, well, I know how to mute, but anyway, um, I will mute just and, and when, and I'll un unmute when I have to respond. Um, so I guess I've been listening to you and very recently, I guess I've been like your sister, right? I've been mm -hmm. like your sister. I, I, I was brought up with a mother who was raised Catholic by sort of a, a mafia family. I won't say which family. And she was kind of shunned by that family because everyone was like Sicilian, a light skin, light hair, light eyes. Her mom was British and she came out very dark. And so she, my grandmother adopted her. My grandmother was Jewish. My mother became an Orthodox Jew. And she never knew anything about her parents. She grew up half in orphanages, half with uncles that were hitmen for the mom. And she was claimed by a family because legally she was the family, but they were trying to 
you know, cover up a big crime and nothing was ever spoken about. My mother to this day, she's alive, but she doesn't want to talk to me because I remember too much. I'm the oldest kid. And my sister, she became a, like your sister, very, very successful. But I got sick and everything that I tried to do, I had to give up. I was an artist. I had to give up. I was, and, and, and like the psychic communities always tried to claim me. And my mother actually became a psychic for a living. She, and she mixed up, she grew up teaching us Orthodox Judaism mixed with Native American symbolism and told us all these names. And she made up our lives. Like she made up our dream lives. So when my sister and I now talk to each other, I'm starting to embrace this and everyone else is shunning it <laughs> and I realized they shunned my mother and so when I'm called a witch it's a, a witch of an age like an old lady who's now I embrace my illness as well as you know the witch witchy parts of me because here's why I I don't I'm not a believer uh, in um you know spirit in in the things the way my mother is she's my mother believed in you know a man up in the sky and everything and she mixed I mean it's like Santeria mixes Catholicism with Catholicism with, um, you know, um, what do they call, you know, it's just sort of a zombie kind of mysticism. It's all relevant. And the reason I kind of am embraced by the witch community these days is because I make my own remedies and I heal myself without medicine. In fact, I quit five prescription drugs and I realized that the medical community, I became a scientist and a system designer. So what I was actually saying to Kiki was, I don't mind being identified as a witch, but I don't want to be dismissed as one. And like you said, there, you know, they used to burn them at the stake and, and these sentiments are, you know, it's like, you know, there's a group of people wanting to kidnap a, a, a you know, governor of a, of a state recently and, and they, they're believers too. I never have been, so I'm a, primarily a scientist and I'd rather be identified and taken seriously among scientists, human scientists, cognitive scientists, as well as you know, among the medical community. And, you know, I wrote a song about it because men always just call me a witch. What it means is you're sensitive. You listen, you have to come up with your own ways to survive because society is designed against you. And, I, and you know, if you had chosen the path that your sister had chosen, maybe it would not have worked out. My sister and I both tried to just be normal and erase the witch part because it about became synonymous with lies to us and it became synonymous with being rejected from society and it and what witchcraft does <laughs> is it's very embracing you know it's embracing and it's healing so my question to you is open-ended because i my my question is always about love you know and it's always about i'm wanting to attract when i, I kind of i i feel like i repel so it's you know, I want to attract who I need to attract in order to sort of build a community. And that's what I've actually been doing on my own. But, you know, we need community. And, well, you know. I have to I have to say, I feel like you could have just met somebody. Didn't you just meet somebody that you like? Or you, you're interested in somebody? Well, I am interested uh, in somebody. And, and I recently realized I was in love with this person. But it's just like, you know separated by time and distance and circumstance and it just seems like it's a really never going to happen thing well sometimes if you can only focus on negative parts of never happening not going they don't believe in you that, that you need to get rid of all them negative words jesus you have to really why don't you try to talk and make a sentence without a negative word and you'll see how much more positive your life will be your vision will be your gut will get better you will have no illnesses. I'm 68 and I don't take a pill because I let it go, let it out and have faith. 
So my suggestion is the way that you would suggest to you is I think you can have this love. You do like somebody. Maybe they're a little, they look a little uh, obstinate or I think that they're uh, sometimes maybe in what they're doing is disappointing or something about them isn't right. I don't know. I'm not here to judge them, but you like them and maybe you're thinking negative about it because of the avenues you're both on is completely different. That's what I would say. But I feel if you really want something, you should go for it and try your best. And when you do something like that, you are already successful in doing what you feel is right, which would then lead you, if you could see if it, the relationship would make it happen, it will happen because you're trying hard. And if it's not meant to be, let God let you know it's not meant to be and let it go or the universe, however you want to believe. But I think that, look, you're going forward now. You're talking to your sister. I think you're making steps. I think you got to let go of all that negative forces, people that don't want to be with you and they want to judge you. God help them. I would pray for them and let them go. And just go forward and be you and be happy. As you're stuck on earth here, as this radio station makes a lot of sense, why don't you make the best of it? Be happy. And you'll see your help. As you're saying, you're healing yourself because you're finding yourself. That's why. Once you find you and get strong within you, only you in control of you. And I think you would be a lot happier and find the right person. I'm getting a yes, you are. And I'd like to know if I got a no, trust me. Right now it says, yes, you can. And don't be okay, so disappointing cool. about people and things. That's what I would say. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's like um, the, the negative talk thing. I have, to, I have to train myself not to do it. And I think... Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, you sound because, very intelligent you know, to me. I think that you could look for better words than all the negative ones. Cut them out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm feeling it uh, already just by hearing the words. I'm going to get <laughs> off the phone. And thank you so much uh, and uh, sending you awesome vibes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sue Ellen. Well, thanks, Dolly. Um, yeah, I think you guys brought up a couple of really important points that... Um, what we say is kind of the groundwork that we lay for our lives, right? So that's maybe um, unintentional manifesting. When we when we say like, I just can't get my shit together, or I just can't and you won't. do this. <laughs> Keep like, on saying that. I'm never going to get, I'm, you know, I'm never going to fall in love, or I always pick the wrong blah, blah. And, and yes. you start, if the more you- And you're manifesting the negative force. What you throw out is what you get back. Uh, meditating with manifestation. Jose Silva did that and taught that many years to how to meditate and manifest at the same time. And what that does is bring you into a silent mode of really sincere thinking of what do you really want? What are you concentrating on of the peace and serenity that you're searching? And I think that's what helps you manifest the best way is to when people are throwing things out, as you just said, oh, I'll never find love on that. You're throwing everything all over the place because you're scattered. But when you start to meditate, you get really serious and you get concentrated on your inner being and the higher being inside of you helps you manifest the right things. That's my opinion. What about people who are skeptical about religion and maybe atheists or people who don't believe? Well, I think they still have to believe in the universe or somebody or something. Uh, I, I don't, I tell everybody, whatever you want to pray to, believe in, have, do it. I think that I'm lucky enough to have the foundation I have that makes me stronger. So whatever they believe in is going to make them strong. I'm not here to tell them how to believe or what to believe. 
they need to find themselves. If they don't believe in anything, at least believe in yourself. Make yourself strong, empower you, conquer anything. I'm not here to tell you to go get something to, to get it to you. You can get it yourself. So what are you, when you give a reading to someone and I know that uh, you often look at their palm when you're on FaceTime uh, and then go through the cards, um, you're, you are an advisor of sorts. You're just kind of giving them a path and a direction and, and kind of validating. Um, yes, I, the hand really just gives me an idea. You know, it's like an imprint of life sometimes that you could see in the hand some people with so many lines and so many crosses that they bared and so many avenues that were taken that weren't right or the heart that's broken or the slashedness of, of losing someone. It kind of jumps at me. Not only can I see the line, sometimes it would just jump at me what they're doing. Sometimes I'll look at a hand and say, wow, you've got a talking hand. You could smack somebody. I've said that to a million people, but I really could feel that. And then I would find out that they're a writer or they're an artist or, they're expressing themselves with their hands. And that's what I mean by talking. And not everybody's the same, even though it sounds like it is and some lines are the same, but everybody is unique in their own way because that's them. But how, like if for, again, just to balance, like a skeptic would ask, how is information just available in the palm of your hand? Especially when we see so many um, fake psychics out there who just want to take your money and, and sometimes I've found that when I go to those gypsy fortune tellers and I haven't in a long time but in the past when I have they do hone in on a couple of things things yes they, they kind do. of lure you so they do they do have some some of them do have a little bit of a because gift. some of the lines are really it it is true that if you see a line very long you know the person worked their whole life if it's going straight up the middle of the hand so they can hone in, they could see love. Like they could see there's a space in the hand that shows a love path. And if there's lines there, they could look at you and go, oh my God, how many more guys are you gonna go through before you get the right one? But that isn't, I know that I grew up like that through relatives, but I remember one time 30 years ago being someplace and a lady was sitting there telling cards and I go, wow, that's nice. Did your family do this too? Thinking like everybody's family did it. She goes, oh no, I learned this in a book. Now, I never grew up with books, grew up in Brooklyn. We're lucky we had food on the table. Men, never mind a book in the, in the house. And I go, in a book? You found this in a book? She goes, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's in a book. You can learn a lot of this stuff in a book. So there you go. It's all out there and people have written it down and it's available to anybody that wants knowledge and how to find it, I guess. But I got mine from my heritage and I guess people are, can find it anywhere. Do you think that we all as human beings, uh in our lives have an innate intuition and that yours just might be a little stronger or more finely tuned because more people Absolutely. in your family have passed. It. There is such a thing as um, we know that like generational trauma is real and we know that our DNA, it's scientifically proven, our DNA remembers things. So family members of Holocaust survivors or, or people who were murdered, have that impact. I believe that the trauma of uh, immigrants leaving Europe for, during World War II, like my family coming from Italy, like that stress comes through generation after generation. Yes. Why wouldn't a gift like yours right. also, right? Yes. But I, I, I do believe, like you've just said, everybody has intuition. And here's the, that old saying, trust your gut before it gets to the head or else you're dead. That's what they used to say in my house, you know, growing up, get Trust your gut 
before it gets to the head or else you're dead. Because you overthink everything, then you do it the opposite of what you do. We're human beings. We're the only being on earth that goes against our own instinct. Well, Dolly, when someone is drunk or stoned, uh, do you, uh, is it harder to it's, it, Listen, it's just like talking to a pregnant woman. When you're reading them, you're getting all kinds of energy and hormones kicking all over the place. Just like a person who's drunk, their characters are all over the place. We used to have the cards in the bar when I worked the bars and the drunks used to go, come on, Dolly, come on. I want to put 10 times on that game. Get the cards out. I'd get the cards always behind the bar when I attended bar when I was very young. I'd get the cards out, lay out the cards. No, sorry, you're going to lose. And as they get drunker, they want to blame me that they're losing. See, it was your, you put the maloik on that game and that's why your card said that. You have to explain to people what maloik is. Oh, right there. I put the horns on the I, I, I I made that happen. They thought I was such a witch that I would make that game go wrong. Really? I think anyone really now? Uh, anyone who's not an Italian-American might not know what that is or what a do-to-do is, but dollydeebs.com. Uh, I think people could definitely call you and schedule a reading. Can you just walk us through what a typical reading might, uh, I mean, obviously- It's, we, a, it's a half hour. Smaller, I read their hand, I read the cards within a half hour. And uh, even people will say, Dolly, I think I need an hour reading. I said, listen, I'm not a person to jump on money. Why don't we see if we could do it in a half hour and let me see what I can see. And I think I'm very blessed to cut to the chase, see what's important, see what, what the path is the right one and give my opinion very carefully within that half hour. What I'll say is that I had, once I found out about you, I gave your number to a lot of friends. What I'll say is I gave your number to friends who are experiencing some uh, struggles right now, whether it is, and I know about them. So it was kind of not a test of your validity or accuracy or validation, but I know what certain people are experiencing because they're friends of mine. So when I gave them your phone number and they came back to me and said what you had told them, you said things to them, which were echoes of conversations that I've had with them. Like, for example, one person said, I knew that they had named their daughter after their grandmother, but a little bit of a change of the name. And then when she had spoken to you, you told her that you said, oh, you're, I see your grandmother smiling because you named your daughter after her. I mean, that's not something that you can guess a lot of the arguments about psychic abilities and psychics. If you go to YouTube and you start looking at these Dr. Phil and these Today show, try to debunk psychic ability, they'll say like, well, anybody can do this. You're just, it's a process of elimination or you're asking questions, but that's pretty darn specific. And each of the people I gave your number to who contacted you came back to me and said, oh my God, Dolly is amazing. And they had their own Thank individual you. validation, you know? Thank so, you. um, I just want to thank you so much for your gifts. Is there anything you want to tell people? Oh, hold on. We can't even. Wow, wow, what do you think wow. about the election? Do you have any? Uh, do no, the parts no, have any? Not, no, this is a real crazy, crazy. Who wants to do politics? My, my son made me do something last week, a week or so ago. And he said, oh, why don't you see about the stimulus this week? Are they going to make uh, any progress? All week long, I kept on thinking, oh, my God, what if I gave the wrong thing on? And he put it on a, a video or whatever this is, this video. And I said, no, it looks like they're going to have a tough time. They're not going to make a decision. I waited every day last week because that's like throwing yourself out there in the universe to everybody. And what if I was wrong? That's terrible. 
Do you, are there you was, ever but, wrong? But I was right. I was. Of when course my son came right. back yesterday, he said, Ma, you're always on point, Ma. Why don't you just do what you say? You still doubt yourself. This is not something, I'm human, even though I do believe what I'm saying is 99% right. But I still have faith to have God make the decision and believe in him. So yes, the cause is something. Yes, it's unreal that a lot of it comes out. But my first and foremost thing is faith that gets me through everything, not the cards. The cards could change tomorrow. A monkey wrench could come in. And, and talking about election, people asking me all the time, are you kidding me? There could be some monkey wrench. And a week before the election, it could come down to like a couple of votes. It's ridiculous what's going on out there. And well, nobody's yeah. talking right. I think they were all talking wrong. They're, they're, I don't think it's professional the way it was years ago. Let's be professional and address the issues at hand not talking about one another. Let's get real. This universe, I pray every day for the world because of the, I almost feel like saying, I, I do say it sometimes, you know, Lady Fatima, come down. Like you came down in Portugal when the world was so bad and ugly and nobody believed. Give us a sign. Everybody with the COVID and who believes who and who's accusing who and who's, you know, bashing and, and it, the, it's degrading. The disparaging that's going on, it's degrading. Uh, to our own country, that we were a country that believed and had faith and you could move and there isn't anything you can't do and you can achieve greatness here in our country. What are we doing? We're beating everybody up. Stop with the bashing and back and forth. It's become like a, a tug of the tongues. Who cares? Let's address the issue. Let's help everybody. Let's have health in our country get back to its, the path. I mean, there are so many issues in economics and people lost their jobs. This is the most horrible time ever I've seen in a long time with jobs not being there and people don't know how to feed their kids and having the children home, it's more and doubled up on groceries. I'm talking to a mom who just, what am I doing, Dolly? These kids are home, I'm, I'm, I'm spending more money and it, it, you know they eat at school they used to and it used to save me money. You, you're, you're from the top to the bottom, it's affecting everybody, the businessmen, the property owners, the men in, in, even in Manhattan and the buildings that they rented out. Nobody's going to do anything anymore. The dynamics totally changed. It is tough to predict anything because of how day to day everybody changes and you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Just got to have faith. Got to have faith. And so would you say that like doing quote unquote spells or praying they all it's really just about yes manifesting intention. it's about setting yes. intention and manifesting that yes okay so um, you remember that uh, dr wayne dyer quoted somebody once that the power of intention was a source in the universe that sorcerers years ago would throw the intention in the universe and the universe would set the path for the intention to happen because the power of intention is a great source in the universe and hey, whether or not you're a religious person, it's really just about what's coming out of you and your spirituality. And that could be, you know, whatever that is unique to you. So this is my favorite part of the show, Dolly. This is when I take a scratch off. I always get lucky sevens. And um, <laughs> we scratch off a ticket with my guest, my friend from my phone. Um, and we see you know, either we buy that, we take the $2, money. $2, $2, $2. <laughs> Come on. You always want to get the 50, 50, 50 or the 500. 
how many times have I done this? And how many times have I lost? Sorry, Polly, uh, you're not a winner. Let's see what you could have uh, won. It's like the price is right. And you know what? It's not a big deal because it's only a dollar. So yeah. everyone can, uh, Dolly, what's your favorite nonprofit organization where folks can donate $1 to when, when we, when they well, have- Well, it's always the, the uh, St. Jude's Hospital. St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Yeah, Judy, Judy wrote a book that all the donations go to that hospital from the proceeds of the angel book. So I believe like she does with the children with the cancer and the sick kids. I had one myself at one time. All right, so there you go. If you have time and you want to do something great for someone else, number one, get out and vote. Vote early, vote in person if you yes. can. And number two, uh, just go to stjudes.org. I think it is stjude.org. I don't know, but it's always you good to donate to the children. Easily find it. My grandmother donated to St. Jude's once a month. I used to have to help her write the check. Write that check. Because, That's right. Uh, she couldn't she didn't speak English. So uh, I just want to thank you so much, Dolly Deebs, for being here with us. If you're interested in my pleasure, thank a you. Half an hour session with Dolly, go to dollydeebs.com or you can go to kikivalentine.com and I'll make sure that all the links in the show notes are there for you. Uh, Dolly, do you have any advice or anything you want to, some final words you want to leave with our listeners? Love, laugh, and live. Love, laugh, and live. That's right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Dolly. I hope you have a happy Halloween and you too. Uh, we'll be in touch soon. Hopefully we might be able to do a show where it's a call in with you and me. So let's see how that goes, but yes. put it out into the universe. Everyone love, laugh and live and don't be so negative. That's how right. Add a little yes. bottom line to that. A second one. Yes. All right, Dolly. Thank thanks you so much thank for you. everything. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there you have it. I'm Kiki Valentine. This is Stuck on Earth. We were just joined by Dolly Deebs, who, from which I came, the book by Judy Ortado is a story about Dolly, her sister, her mother, and her family's experience with witchcraft, the supernatural, um, having gifts of clairvoyance to basically focus on helping people and not monetizing the gifts, as we've seen so many fake psychics out there in the world and the media attempt to do. Uh, Dolly's a really great person and I hope that you will visit her website dollydeebs.com and I hope that you'll come back with us here on Stuck on Earth next week when I go through my iPhone contacts and pull another interesting person to have an uncensored, unscripted conversation with. Thanks a lot everybody and thank you for being Stuck on Earth with me. Bye.